Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexandra Stevenson. And here with me tonight is my fabulous co-host, Oog Levadier, a.k.a. Oogie. If you like us, follow us on at Believe, at Alexander Stevenson, at Hughes Levadier, or at anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple or Spotify. Welcome, Oogie. How are we today? Uh, we're doing great, Alexandra. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, because guess what? What? We have a special guest back again, Mr. Oh, John right. Austin. Hello, right. John. Welcome in. Thank you. Hi, guys. How are we doing? We're, nice. we're doing well. It's it's a really nice Sunday. We, we're finals of the French Open. We had a finals weekend. We had Saturday for the women and Sunday. We had history made with Novak Djokovic, number 23. Unbelievable. Historical yeah. day for tennis. Yeah, that's well, for sure. So, John, what are your thoughts on that since you've been in tennis the longest of us three? I think it was fantastic. Uh, Mr. Djokovic played great. He's such a tough, resilient player. It was tough because... His opponent today was very, very good and playing very, very well. But when you have to hit five winners to win a point, it gets hard. It, it breaks you down. I remember uh, a match earlier in the week that commentators mentioned that Djokovic takes your legs out first and then he takes you apart the rest of your game. But he makes you work so hard and run so much to win your points, you either cramp or you just get tired. And it's hard, it's hard to beat him. Exactly. Not, and we're going to we're going to get to Ugi your thoughts on that, but I want to go back a little bit to the semifinals cuz we did watch the semis into the finals. I mean, we watched the whole tournament and we're going to recap that, but let's talk a little bit about the men's semi. We had Alcaraz versus Djokovic, the showdown. And it didn't turn out the way we all wanted it or the world or the networks broadcasting it. But we saw some pretty spectacular shots and movement for the first two sets. Yeah, Ugi, you're right. what I did mean, you think? You you love Carlos is your favorite, and no. I know you love his movement and everything he does. So give me your thoughts on what you saw. Yeah, he said after after the match and everything, he got starting getting cramps, you know, even early in the second set. So it's too bad because that affected the whole the whole show because it was going to be a huge showdown five sets probably and then suddenly something happened like cramps and as you know and john know i mean it's really tough to play with cramps because once your legs are really cramping then you can't really move and then you're tentative you know moving again and then you're trying to probably hitch harder to get the rally shorter and that's not the game of alcaraz he wants to play against djokovic djokovic makes you hit like four winners to win a point so you need to be really steady um so yeah that was that was bad about that but all credits to Djokovic. I mean, like John said, you know, he wants to make you work for it. And even today when Casper was up 3-0 in the first set and suddenly longer rallies and everything and whoops, the set slips away. So Djokovic Alcaraz was kind of a yeah, downer, but I'm sure we can appreciate, you know, Djokovic's huge historic win today. So all credits to him. Exactly. And John, you said Djokovic takes out your legs. You said that about 45 seconds ago. So thoughts on what he did to Alcaraz. Exactly right. Took his legs out. And with no legs, you can't play tennis. It's a, it's a game of wheels. But the other thing, too, about uh, Djokovic, um, 
he he just he doesn't give up. He keeps coming. He keeps coming at you, nonstop. It, 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 I mean, to play the level that the players had to play to win a game off him or win a set off him, that's higher than they're used to playing. And to do that for that for three out of five sets, that wears you down. You need to cramp, or you start making errors, or you, you, you overplay. You try to hit too many. You try to hit a winner too soon because you're getting frustrated. So he just he just wears you down. Yeah, you know what I loved was. You watch Djokovic, and, and and he had a struggle this whole clay season. He wasn't playing his best. It was like he was working his way into it and finding his legs and finding his mental toughness, and his season has been up and down because he didn't get to play in the States for um, Indian yeah, Wells and Key Biscayne because of the vaccinations, mm-hmm. and then going in the clay season without that swing is tough. But then he locked in at the French and you could see the wheels turning. And what's so extraordinary is that he's his training. He's 36. He's found his formula. And I'd love to know what the formula is. I'm sure it's some hyperbaric (laughs) chambers and and IVs and, you know, all things legal. But he's found the way he can keep his body healthy you not cramping. I remember the early years, John, you'll remember when he used to lean over and look exhausted and he was saying he had asthma and mm-hmm. just the metamorphosis of watching Novak Djokovic in the last 15 years has been extraordinary. Yes, it has. And what too, they're talking today about how he'll do whatever it takes to have the edge. He wore something on his chest that supposedly, uh, converts and it helps him get energy i don't know what it is exactly they're talking about on tv it's some nanotechnology thing right right so that's that's incredible wow was that legal or well it's legal for right now okay (laughs) yeah Yeah, you know he's gonna find the newest latest thing and if it's legal for now it's legal for now until wada finds out which is the world anti-doping association Mm -hmm. they're always kind of a step behind of the newest stuff and then they catch up and are like oh that's not legal i remember it in the beginning they tried to outlaw hyperbaric chambers Mm. but it's not drugs it's just taking yeah, your oxygen levels up so they couldn't outlaw it patch yeah. is one i don't think it, it, there's no drugs involved just a patch that converts mm-hmm. something energy yeah. into some energy hey and it works i mean i sleep right. with a well, magnetic no, yeah i have a magnetic mattress with mm-hmm. magnets on it helps recover your body <laughs> Miken, it's japanese yeah. it's true you're right okay so we popular. we had um Djokovic, Alcarez, semis. Uh, we can't leave out. Look, nice guys, they like to say they finish last. Casper Ruud's the nicest of them all, keeps finishing second. But that's pretty good. He's had a four finals yep. in the last couple of years. And it sucks to finish second, but it's also pretty – he's been pretty solid on the ATP tour. I mean, you, you look to him, he somehow, somehow sneaks in. And he was playing Runa, who he lost to in Italy, in Rome, in Italy. He got mm-hmm. his revenge match at the right time at a Grand Slam. I mean, it, that match was not even close. Casper just steamrolled over him. You know, yes, if it did. would have been two sets out of three, it would have been out in 45 minutes. It was one and two. And yeah, John. Be- That's what we call a spanking. <laughs> John, what sure. do you see 
about Casper Rude's game that makes him so great at getting through the draws to the finals of Grand Slams? I love his aggressiveness. Nice, sir, good serve. Great ground strokes. Can pin it to the corners. Can make you move. But he can close in the net and hit volley winners. He can get you out of position. If you float the ball, he'll move in and volley it away. So I like him for the grass coming up because he can volley. Oh, okay. John likes Casper for the grass. Ugi, what did you see about him that made him so special at this French Open? For me, it's about it's all about his his ball. You know, his uh, his his that's the ball. Plus, it's really spinny on his forehand. So even his backhand, he hits some top spin on it. So you can't really move in against him, and he kind of stands back a little bit. So. Uh, that's tough for the other guys because that ball is coming with topspin and heavy both sides, and he's getting some time to really hit it hard. So that's tough for the opponent. And uh, I'm not so sure about grass, though. I think he, he stands back a lot. So plus his oh. ground strokes are a lot, lot spinny. So we'll have to see about that. Hey, maybe John's not going to be right though, every time he predicts <laughs> something. We never know. We'll have to see about you know that. What, you know what they say about me? I'm seldom right, but never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll work. Well, you know and what, guys? He has great experience from his father. So maybe he can, yeah, yeah you can, because every player really adjusts his game the, the weeks, the previous weeks before the Grand Slam. So like you guys did, uh, you know, we work on stuff like one week, two weeks, three weeks before mm-hmm. a big event like Wimbledon. So they'll get right to it and grass going to start tomorrow morning <laughs> for everybody. The season's going to be uh, for them. Right. It's already been starting, but uh, sorry, they'll work on that. But yeah, Casper, I'm not sure about the, the grass season, but maybe know. hard courts. Could, hard courts might... in the U.S. Maybe it could be yeah. there. So, well, he's a finalist of the U.S. Open. So. I, like, I, like, I like his mentality, too. You don't know, when you watch his face when he's playing, you don't know if he's winning or losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a very, very cool demeanor. Yeah. And just keep coming at you. I yeah. feel he like his a... mental toughness is underrated because he is so nice, but he's, you know, that – iciness in his veins yeah he's tough he's a nice guy but he's tough and i think his speed is underrated because we've got carlos alcarez making flashy shots we've got novak Djokovic, who's the fittest and most mobile and gumby like but look yeah. at casper yeah. rude he gets to a lot of balls a lot of right. balls yeah and i think his anticipation is very good too i think that's what sets him apart from all the guys you you said because he is always guessing the right side whenever the opponent's about to hit a winner. So uh, that's anticipation right there. And I'm sure, uh, yeah, his father had to do a lot to do with that because of the looks and the techniques. And okay, when he stands like that, he's going to go there and everything. So uh, yep. yeah, he's a and, really smart player. So yeah, and Oogie, I heard he's a a very avid golfer. So you guys would get along. That's it. I got to got to meet him and you uh, got to go, go check out his Instagram. Apparently, as a golf Instagram. Oh. Got to go check that out and yeah. kind of hook up with him in Toronto to play golf or something. For sure. Okay, so let's move into the women, guys. The semifinal, okay. Sabalenka versus Muhova. I know, John, you have a note about this screaming backhand. Was it down the line winner from Muhova? Yeah, to win the first set. It, they had a great rally. They're both hitting the ball hard back and forth, back and forth. And stepping backhand down the line, screaming winner up the line on the line. Wow, perfect, perfect. And you think that was the momentum shift? Well, one of the set. Yeah, so that shifted the momentum. And look, Sabalenka is a fighter. 
and she's going to drill balls at you and not give up. But the difference of I found with Mahova is she's got touch. She can come in the net. She has very good technique, good serve. And she has a little bit more in her game than Sabalenka does at times. Ugi? I'm sorry, Sabalenka, I think she's a banger. She can hit the ball. If she's on, look out, lights out. But if she's off, she doesn't have much of a plan B. Yes. Spin a lot. She makes a lot of errors. And Mahova, Mahova, whatever you say, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Mahova, John. Mahova. Okay. She can volley and she can cover the net too. She knows how to move it net and cover the ball. But she is very impressive to me in that way, that respect. I agree. Okay. I mean, all the all the women from the Czech Republic are just great volleyers. I mean, starting from Navratilova, even back then. I mean, they just I know how to volley. I think it's in the water. Exactly. Right. There's got to be. And right. uh, in very early age, I think they just they start hitting volleys, little games, uh, volley right. to volley. And, well, uh, and the, uh, yeah, another they thing, and they, they volley, teach so, them yeah. good technique over there. So yeah. most likely when you play a Czech player, you know they're going to have a solid forehand, a solid backhand, a slice. They can hit their volleys. They're going to be comfortable moving forward. Exactly. I mean, they can. I think they're all around players. I mean, that's just a great mm -hmm. attribute. I mean, if you want to, you know, raise a good tennis player, make sure you give them all the tools. They yep. can handle slice, big spin balls, come to the net, hit shot, hit drop shots. I mean, they can hit right. drop shots as well. Think about Mukova. And uh, I mean, there's there's Krajikova as well. They have double specialists. They've always been like, you know, having this great legacy. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, no different there from Mukova. She's just... Really nice. So it's a good win for her. I mean, to beat Sabalenka like that, that the French, and she looked really happy as well uh, when she beat her. But Sabalenka was ahead, and she could have won. She could have won that match. She was a you know five three in the third, and she was up, and she should have won for her. Could have, would have, should have, and sometimes yeah. that's clay, right? You're up, and then you lose. Yep. Momentum <laughs> it can change on a dime. And, oh, exactly. All right, so yeah. we got to go into Sviantek versus Haddad Maya. Haddad Maya saved, or actually, I think she went three sets from the fourth round on she was like the most yeah. important battler of the clay season at the french open he was impressive <laughs> and she's the first brazilian since uh marina bueno to go mm -hmm. deep in the tournament. so she was very impressed yeah, she, she had was. guga in her box watching her cheering yeah. her on a another player like muhova who has a good slice and plus she was lefty so that helps her Right. Yeah, she was really good, and she fights as well. And I mean, yeah, she and then I remember I watched the whole match last year whenever she beat Sviantek in Canada, the Canadian Open, and for her that was a huge win, a big boost for confidence, and that propelled her to you know better, higher, higher rankings. So she right. she knew she knew she could have had a chance to win, but on clay, I mean, Sviantek is just too tough right now well so on the, far at, on all the surfaces except grass let's see what yeah. she brings to the grass court but the better athlete one i mean hadad maya is a look all four of the women in the semis were great athletes we didn't have a yeah. skilled tennis player getting the semis this time we had athletic girls big girls tall girls strong girls but yeah. Sviantek, let's talk about the women's final going into it two athletic women Maybe I should say women instead of girls. I still say girls. I call myself a girl, so it's okay. There you go. Um, good boys and girls. Two yeah. athletic women battling it out. Mohova 
was up 4-3 in the third, and Sviantek was serving 15-30. And that, for me, was the turning point of the momentum and when she dialed in and got more athletic and just started playing. And funny thing, I'll, I want to get your thoughts on this, but I was reading an article in the New York Times. It was so funny because I was reading it, and after watching the match, I had written down 1530. And Sviantik had said, um, I was down 4-3, and I just stopped worrying about the score, and my intuition took over. And I actually saw it happen. You could see it. And I know, yeah. John, you're big on that. And you, that's why you're such a great returner. And that's why you're such a great coach and Oogie, you too. And you've always, when you guys were coaching me, you always taught me just to play and mm -hmm. let the intuition yeah. take over. What's interesting that you talked about Djokovic today and also Iga, that they find a gear to shift into when it's big moments, big time, they shift gears and it's raised their game up. It just, they just shift gears and come up with the big shots at the right mm -hmm. time. Yep, and she's four finals, four Grand Slams, four Grand Slam titles. So she's yeah. pretty good at going off her intuition and changing her gear, what John just said. And that's extraordinary that she's been able to do that four in a row. She's clutch. I mean, she's just so – she's dialed in. And that's the, the biggest attribute of champions in any sports – you know when you you're watching the match or the game, and suddenly you look at those those guys and girls that are doing that, and they just take over, and you can see that there's something in their head, in their mind that yeah. just got triggered. You know, it's yeah. just that boom, they, like, they, like they switch the gears. Great, like the great quarterback that was there, Tom Brady. Yeah. Exactly. Team on the line, minute and a half left. He's got the ball. He marched the team down the field to score and win the game. You can see it happen. You know it's going to happen. I mean, he's you know, the king of comebacks in the NFL. Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, right. I loved it how it was so funny how Novak, he thanked all the football stars. And he was talking about the, in America, the soccer stars that yeah, were in definitely. the crowd. But then he included Tom Brady mm -hmm. as a football star, which it, he is a football star. But come on, it's Tom Brady. He's a little bit bigger than the rest of the football stars. I thought that was so funny. And then to see him in the box, it was just cool. He was like standing back, letting him hug his team and in this tan raincoat. He went with the raincoat French look. And then yeah. he went over and he hugged him. That was a cool moment. Very cool. cool moment. He got his Very phone cool. out whenever the match points were coming oh, in. As yeah, well I mean, the can He's you like believe? He's like, oh my gosh. I can you believe that Tom this. Brady to... was recording Novak Djokovic? Right. Yeah. It's like this moment, I have to well, get it know on what? my camera. You know, he's no longer in the NFL. He has no more access to TV and, and replays. So he right. wanted a replay. <laughs> he, has to, he has to record himself because he would never have access to it, you know? Yeah. It was, it was just so cool. And uh, the final look. If she, Iga dialed in at 15-30, 4 And let's go in the men's final. Djokovic was dialed in from the beginning, but Rude gave him trouble that first mm -hmm. set. It looked wow. like in the set, Djokovic was having cramping problems or something with his legs. He was leaning over, stretching. It looked like he was having some kind of physical ailment at the end of the first set. Maybe he's had to work so hard and run so much. But he got through it, and, and he's so he's like plastic. 
You mean like Gumby? Yeah. Yeah. Slender ball, and he fell over and got no, not hurt at all. Yeah, it's amazing how his body bends. Yeah, so flexible. I mean, he 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 stretches like three times a day. He's got these big routines. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, to me, like you, you talked earlier about what changed for him, and you're right. He was hung over his uh, his racket when he was playing the US Open and looked out of breath. Uh, was like, is he going to finish the match? A little bit like Sampras-esque against, you know, that time when he threw up. So that was his, his diet and stretching. To me, that's the two attributes he got in. So his diet changed and he's got a lot of stretch. So those two components. Yeah. He's been gluten-free since 2016, I believe. That's exactly it. I believe he's a yoga master too. He loves he does a lot of yoga. Yeah. yeah well, stuff. it's Great. working for him, and but we have to, we can't leave out the mental side. Yeah. That he identifies a lot with the wolf in Serbia. Mm-hmm. Serbia in Serbia, wolves are sacred. They also mm-hmm. are leaders of the pack, but they're also loners, and mm-hmm. you could see that wolf energy. It comes out, and he goes in, and the crowd will cheer against him, and it like invigorates him, and he just gets tougher and tougher, and locks in, and then just wants to crush you. Yeah, there it was yesterday at the semi uh, in the interview room. Uh, someone asked him about how he handles the crowd against him. He said, "So what? Yeah, he, he loves it." It's, it's exactly right. So I don't care. That means yeah. nothing. It doesn't. Right. And the fact that he's at 23 now and 36, hey, he could get to 30, I feel. I it, tell you what. He could get good. to past 30, maybe. I tell you what, there could be this year, he could win the calendar Grand Slam. It's possible. because Very possible. Now he knows mm-hmm. how to handle it. He's been mm-hmm. there. He didn't get it done. And second time around, usually it works in tennis. Like your second try at a Grand Slam, if you win the fir- if you lose the first one, sometimes you win the second one. I mean, Casper Ruud hasn't, but he's gotten stopped by Nadal and Alcaraz and Djokovic. Yeah, big players there. Yeah, it might take him a little longer. And uh, I loved in the speech how Novak complimented him and said, but this was the wolf in Novak. He's like, well, if I lose early, I'll cheer you on to win. But if I'm playing you, I don't want you to win. <laughs> and then he said, I, I wish you luck against everyone except for Except me. And it was <laughs> he was such the diplomat in his whole speech. But it was great because then you saw the competitor and you realized that's why he has 23 Grand Slams. One of the right. reasons. Wow. You imagine well, 23 now. I mean, who's going to catch him? Think about that. I mean, you see Alcaraz like being the well, next Alcaraz guy. Well, Alcaraz is 20 and he yeah. has two. Yeah, but then he's getting cramps and sometimes yeah, he's got to figure out and... his he's got to figure nervous. out his Oh, no, that was just nerves playing joke bitch. I was just nervous. Yeah, and he overplayed probably. And yeah. he also has to figure out his physiology and guaranteed that team is going to some doctor and figuring out his blood tests cuz there's so mm-hmm. much more information that athletes get now. Yeah, right. you're right. Like iron that supplements or all stuff. Yeah, yeah. John didn't have yeah. it when he played. I, I didn't. I had a little bit of it, but the technology has just gone through the roof. So he'll get tested and figure out the right balance. He's 20. Yeah, I mean, imagine Djokovic did that uh, eight years ago. So and yeah. we can't forget, even Isovic is in Djokovic's box. You're so, right. He's had this great little, well, not great, big weapon in his box for how many years now? 
six. It's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, while, it's yeah. a long lasting relationship, and they seem to understand each other. You're right. That, so, that team is close. They're yeah, tight. it works. I mean, went- well, it's yeah. funny. You heard uh, Djokovic's speech today, how he said his, his team, how we drove them all crazy the last three weeks. And he was very difficult to live with, but they stuck by his side and calmed him down. So that was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And as a coach, you guys know, sometimes when you have a player, it's, it's the triumphs and the disasters. You got to get them through the ups and downs and, both of you have been inspirational and given me inspirational speeches and been positive and kicked me in my butt when I needed it. And it's a hard job as a coach to get the it player is. going. It is because especially in this case, I mean, this guy is a huge superstar. So huge personality, super bright. He sees a lot of things and he has to deal with the pressure of, of that huge record of saying, Okay, yeah. and still doubters. There's people, and that are not saying, to mention okay, that he didn't get great. to play the whole month of March, April. He didn't get to play that. That his yeah. season was a totally different season the last couple of years because of COVID. Yeah, but you got the, you got the doubters. You, got, you also got the haters. Yeah, mm-hmm. against him. So yeah, exactly. That. But he thrives on the haters, and that's what makes him so great, right? Yeah. All right, so that's yeah. It's going to be a debate still, huh? See if uh, Djokovic whatever amount of Grand Slam he wins, who's going to be the greatest tennis player ever? Is it going to still be Nadal, Federer, or Djokovic? Yeah, and based you know on, what? Based on whatever criteria people want, you know, even even just it the class of the person. could just be your favorite personality. You know? Yeah, so he's got to battle that, and he's going to, yeah, I mean, he's doing a great job as well, you know, especially when he talked about kids today and his speech and everything, and he's got, oh, he, he's got he kids loves, now, so. Yeah, and you know yeah. what? He does. He did that at Australia, talking about inspiring young kids, and right. it's. I think it's so important that he does that because yeah. right now in the world, we have a lot of young people that have gone through COVID, have mm-hmm. gone through their life changing, have had to have a mask on in school, and maybe they're not so secure about themselves. And I like that he's projecting that. And trying to put that out into the world because he has such a huge platform now. Exactly. And he knows what he's accomplished and what he stands for as well. You know, just, just the fact that not being vaccinated, that stands for, that's huge for him. Like that's a couple I, of I, grand slams that he could have won, you know? Even. Yeah. He stood like his ground. He stood, he stood true to his beliefs. I like that. Yeah. You got to admire him for that. And you know what is interesting? He has no points from winning Wimbledon last year. So he goes into Wimbledon and wins Wimbledon. He's going to be way ahead of the rest of the pack. It's true. It's going to be number one for the rest of the year almost. Yeah. Could you imagine? All right. So I love talking about the French Open with you guys. It actually, the French Open usually isn't my favorite Grand Slam to watch, but this year it was highly entertaining. And having Oogie and John to discuss it made it more interesting for me. And we learned a lot, a lot about clay guys, but I got it. We got to end our great podcast today with my quote that I found. And I know you'll love it because I know all three of us have wanted to say this (laughs) to students or players or as a player, we wanted to say this. Okay. So it's from the guy who was in the tan raincoat today. Okay, one more thing. 
Tom Brady was in a great tan raincoat, but you know who was the style ace of the French Open? I want you to guess. John, you go first. Yanni Noah. Oogie. Um, is it a, a, a man or a woman? Man. Okay. Well, I'm going to say the same, same thing as John. Yeah. Hey, okay. Yannick Noah. Monique. I love, John, yeah. that you knew that because he walked out in those cool white, like, capris that only Europeans wear. And he had the page boy hat. He just looked mm-hmm. chic, c'est la vie. And right. he knew that was his moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to give it to Yannick Mo- Noah, but I get for the style star of the podcast. But I'm giving the quote of the day. It's from Tom Brady. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. You're so much better than the way you, you're effing playing. Now, I'm not going to say effing. I'm not going to say the real word, but we all know it. He was talking about Novak, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but can you believe that was one of his quotes? It's a great quote because you know he said it on the football field to his team and to himself yeah. to, to motivate them. And in times when we're all playing out on the court, we think that, like, come on, play better. Or if you're a coach and you're going to a student who is not moving their feet, do you know how many times I really want to say this? <laughs> Come on, sure. like, like, let's go. So yeah. Tom Brady, I mean, I wouldn't say it. I would say just you're so much better than you're playing. But I love that Tom Brady said effing. Well, <laughs> it looked like many times in the games, he would get angry at, at his fellow teammates. Yeah. For making it, making, not catching his pass. Yeah, he would get pissed. And, you know, that's what makes the greatest. Look at Novak. He would get mad at himself when he wasn't making shots. And it's okay to get mad and get intense and involved, but it's how you handle it and how you recover from it. Right, guys? Exactly mm-hmm. right. It's all about that. Okay, so I, I have a note from the producer off to the side. You know this quote that I just said? Apparently, it's got 9 million hits. Wow. Yeah. So, I, I mean, guess I guess Tom, a lot of people know the quote. Comes viral again. <laughs> I mean, is he gonna is he gonna play one game for the Pats this this September? You never sure know. I think I think he's gonna instead make his debut on Fox as an analyst. Oh, he got paid sure. a lot of money, Oogie. That's gonna be interesting to it see. It was the record signing amount of money ever. Look at these legends. They're going to talk to us. Federer is going to be probably talking to us at Wimbledon. And then Tom Brady is going to say yeah. some stuff about football. On so Sundays. you're, you're going to get Tom Brady and Gronk on Fox. Oh, Gronk's going to be there as well. Yep. Oh, Ooh, you got the gang come. is all back. Yep. There's only Julian Edelman who's missing there. Yeah, so that's we'll, it. We'll have to discuss it in September, guys. Ooh, that's right. going to be great stuff. My team on the Pats. Come yeah. On. All right. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you, John, for coming back. Thank you for having me back. And thank you, Oogie. And this has been Serving Aces with Alexander Stevenson. And we will see you next time. Have a good night. Take care, guys. Take care.